You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you so much for uh, listening, uh, watching the program here today. Today is Friday the 18th, I think it is, uh, and we are taping the program because of the President's Day holiday that will air on Monday, so happy President's Day to everybody uh, who will be watching this on Monday morning. And a cold, snowy day here, big news day with appellate court decisions on the masking issue, and we have a lot going on at the Capitol with uh, various bills, and we're going to go over some of those topics here today, and then we're going to sort of revisit other legislative initiatives that have been uh, passed and and try to look at the impact of of one of them in particular, which is probably a good segue into introducing my first guest. Uh, I probably should go over the lineup. So today's show, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Jim O'Grady. He is a strategic products Projects Coordinator for HIDTA, and he can explain all the letters. Uh, in essence, what Jim's going to talk to us about is uh, a report that he drafted uh, that shows and talks about some of the initial impacts on the legalization of marijuana that I found very interesting, and he'll talk to us about some of those uh, findings. Next, we're going to take uh, a switch, and uh, we'll talk to uh, Molly Rumley, she's from the Illinois Right to Life. She's going to talk about some of the uh, life issues that are pending at the state capitol in Springfield. And then finally, we'll be talking with uh, Amy Zimmerman. Amy is uh, the assistant VP uh, at the Jewish Federation, and uh, the Jewish Federation, the Catholic Conference, and many other groups have been working on uh, a funding issue, a piece of legislation that's turned into a funding issue, to provide some funding for security grants because, uh, as we know, uh, Jewish synagogues, uh, Catholic churches, uh, various other places have been under attack recently for these uh, uh, crazy people who are doing bad things to property and actually taking hostages, and we've seen in some other states. And so there's a program out there uh, that we are advocating for that would provide some money for uh, security grants, and uh, Amy will come on and talk to us about it. Uh, but that's at, uh, let's see, we're going to do that about the last 15 minutes of the show. So let's just jump into our first topic if we can. And with us, hopefully on the phone and in person, we think, is uh, Jim O'Grady. Uh, Jim, are you with us? Uh, yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, there you are. How are you? Good. Good morning. Good Good morning. And th- and thank you for sa- taking some time to join us here this morning. Uh, I was talking a little bit at the intro that uh, I actually stumbled <laughs> across your report because I received an inquiry from my colleague in Minnesota who was getting interviewed by a reporter up there about the impacts of legalization of marijuana here. And in kind of 
doing that, I, I stumbled across your very informative report and uh, thought, well, let's shed some more light on this because I think it's a very good report and more people should be made aware of it. Uh, Jim, tell us, HI, I know I do this, uh, HIDTA, High Impact Drug, you go from there. What does it stand for? High Impact Drug Trafficking Area. It's hey, I was refers to it as HIDA. Good, good. And tell us, so tell us what your role is there and, and, and the report, what, what was, what generated the, the report and, and tell us a little bit more about, about what HIDA is, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, I was brought into high, I've been in the narcotics world since 1990. Uh, I was the commander of the Chicago Police Department's Narcotics Division for six years. I was in narcotics for 20 years. And after that, I was the chief of police in Harwood Heights and then oh, wow. with the Illinois State Police for three and a half years. Okay. So, I'm in Edison Park, so right down the street from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go so ahead. I was brought in as a, a strategic writer and attorney for the Chicago HIDA. There are 33 uh, HIDAs in the nation. It's the high intensity drug trafficking area. It's a federal program that brings together federal, state, local, and tribal law enforcement together to combat uh, uh, narcotics trafficking, production, manufacturing, distribu distribution of drugs in uh, that their specific area. Uh, the Chicago Haida has six counties. It encompasses, I think, over 7 million uh, Illinois residents. It's the majority of the state. It's uh, Cook, Grundy, DuPage, Lake, Kendall, and Will counties, which, of course, is the heavy population mm -hmm. of the state of Illinois. Um, we do. We have uh, 13 enforcement initiatives. We partner with DEA, Chicago Police Department, Cook County Sheriff's Office, FBI, Homeland Security, um, uh, Postal Service, and then many, many uh, local jurisdictions. Um, small departments don't have the resources or the manpower to uh, properly and properly attack drug trafficking in the area. They can join with Chicago Haida and, and one of our initiatives and therefore bring um, much greater resources to attack a problem, especially specifically in narcotics. But uh, we also have uh, training. We train, uh, we have partnered with Candor Health to educate uh, youths of Illinois in the schools. We have our uh, opioid response initiative where we uh, work very, very well with uh, Illinois Public Health to address uh, overdoses in the neighbor in neighborhoods and communities. Um, then we do training for law enforcement and other uh, um, uh, partners. It seems so it's a pretty all-encompassing yeah. uh, initiative. Yeah, it's it, it's really, I, I'm glad, I, I wasn't really, I mean, sort of intuitively, I should, I, I guess I knew this was out there, but uh, I didn't actually have the specifics. So it's good to know uh, the organization and, and, and what you guys are doing. What? So we had legalization of marijuana, I don't know, it was like two years ago. And, you know, you really don't hear much about the impact. I tell you what you hear about is how much sales there have been and how much money it's brought into the state coffers. After that, the media has no interest in talking about the impact of it and all the issues that were brought up during the uh, legislative debate that we were part of. And uh, unfortunately, the bill passed, and and there's a there was a there's a, there's a lot of big fanfare to it, and and we saw during COVID a lot of stories about oh isn't this great because the marijuana dispensaries are still open and everything else is closed, and you know those kind of stories is what we see. But your report goes into start it starts to look at okay well well what's going on here uh, what has been the impact, and I wanted to maybe talk uh, break it down a little bit. Um, and and I think it's first point is that I, I think it's fair to say that now the state takes in more money off the legalization of marijuana in terms of tax revenue than it does alcohol. Is that now surpassed alcohol sales? I think it has. So they're taking in a lot of money. Taking a lot of money. They, yeah. Uh, I think it was yeah. over one one point one billion dollars 
of yeah. sales in Illinois. Far not exceeded. all that was to Illinois residents, though. Many people come here from other states where marijuana is not legal. Right. And they're buying it here. Right. So, yeah. and, and the, so the, yes, the sale, uh, the tax revenue was in excess of $300 million last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has, in fact, surpassed the sales of alcohol. Yeah, it, it, it's it's substantial. It's let's and so so sales are good. I mean, if you if you define it as, it's as a booming more. business, yeah, it's a booming business. I don't want to say good because that's not a really descriptive. So, what has been the impact? Uh, your report goes into a couple things. Um, is there any evidence to suggest that you know? I mean, they sold this as a public good, which we argued it's not. Um, I guess that you know maybe we could start with the the illicit drug trade because that was something that was talked about a lot. Um, it was sold as like, okay, if we make this legal, the state can, as we just indicated, you know, if you will, profit off the sales of it. Yet, um, it will knock out the black market, and this stuff will go away. But I think your report says, and I want to don't want to care, improperly characterize it, but I, I think what this what your report is saying is that no, the illicit drug trade is doing quite well. Thank you very much. Actually, it's uh, it's growing because, um, frankly, the. To purchase marijuana legally, there's a tax, as we all just discussed. That tax is pretty substantial. They, it, it is. Um, there's always been a marijuana trade in city of Chicago and so sure. on and so forth. No. However, it's even more robust now for several reasons. One, uh, the first reason, it's cheaper. I mean, basic economics. It's cheaper to buy it off a local dealer than it is to buy it from a legal dispensary. Substantially cheaper. Uh, secondly, you've taken away the criminal repercussions of selling cannabis. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, yeah. the officers are not, um, I mean, as a former chief of police, if if there's no, you're not getting bang for your buck. If you're making uh, low-level marijuana arrests, you know, there, there's no point. Right. There's no point deploying resources to attack a problem that's no longer illegal. There. Right. So you're diverting those officers, rightfully so, towards violent crimes, to um, the sale of uh, controlled substances, opioids, Therefore, the black market, it's, they're, they're acting with impunity because if they're caught on the street with cannabis, they can say it's my recreational use. I'm not selling it. I'm just possessing it. So officers are not looking for it. They can't determine whether if they stop a vehicle and there's marijuana in the car, they can't determine nor should they determine whether that marijuana is legally purchased and, or mm-hmm. was it purchased off the black market. So officers are, are focusing on other issues. So it has created a, um, a, uh, an atmosphere where they can pretty much sell cannabis on the streets of Could you make an argument then when you legalize it, you get more of it? I mean, you get legal, you get more of it in that uh, if if I were uh, knew it was legal, I wouldn't try it. But being that it's legal now, uh, I, I'll, I'll try it. It, it. There's no disincentive to, to do it. You know, well, if you drive down the expressways, you see advertising throughout the oh, state. Oh, yeah, you know, everywhere. Marijuana is, you know, it's medicinal. It's it's right. It's, yeah, uh, Ryan you know, Sandberg is pushing it. Health benefits. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they got so we, we, I drafted this report with the view of being objective. Yeah. Because we really it don't is. have a lot of data to uh, address this issue in Illinois. For example, Denver, Colorado, it's been legal since 2012. Mm-hmm. So they have uh, much, much more data to analyze. We have some data in Illinois, um, but we try to do, uh, when I drafted the report, I obviously try to be objective and look uh, at the facts and not any personal advice or opinion. Is the, are the drugs, the legal drugs, are they coming from the border, or do you know, or where are they coming from? Illegal, illegal marijuana. The yeah, legal illegal. marijuana comes from the southwest border primarily, but also from the west coast, uh, because they grow more weed, more cannabis than they can sell. Oh. So they import it to Illinois. Illinois is 
they it's pretty well set up where only Illinois dispensaries can only sell marijuana that's grown Correct. in Illinois grow operations. Right. They've made However, there's a great demand for cannabis. You know, it's a usage is up. Um, we're telling children and advertising the messages that marijuana is beneficial. It's a medicine mm-hmm. that is non dangerous, mm-hmm. which um, which actually conflicts with the Illinois Department of Public Health's website and the American Medical, Medical Association, both who state that marijuana is in fact a dangerous drug. Is um, talking about? I know some of the data isn't in yet, and this is the hard one I think to flesh out. And I think the law was written intentionally this way: is when there's a traffic stop. Uh, my understanding is that it's a, D, a DUI uh, a, a stop for alcohol versus marijuana. Is there's it, there's no distinguishing difference between the two? Is that true? No, it's DUI. It's DUI. Under and, yes. and so it's not. So we don't know if people are getting arrest, uh, pulled over for being impaired due to marijuana use. Uh, how many that what that number is, and we don't know the the alcohol number because they're combined now. Correct. That's that's a very that's a that's a, an issue, is, and it, it's the, a real issue for the law enforcement. It's um, I was a police officer for most of my life, and it's very difficult to determine impairment if someone's uh, using marijuana. And the problem is, if a person is a chronic marijuana user, since the marijuana is um, it's fat soluble as, as opposed to alcohol, so therefore, if someone's a chronic marijuana user, it's very very difficult to determine their level of impairment. We have a per se law in Illinois, uh, five nanograms uh, or end up is per se DUI under the influence. However, it's very difficult to determine that in here so uh, without uh, blood tests. Is there, um, I remember when this was going through, I remember talking to the state police uh, lobbyist and I and I don't want to, because I don't know what the final outcome was. I, I, I think at the time they were searching for like, you know, in English, everybody knows what a breathalyzer is. You know, everybody Correct. knows if you're pulled over, you you you, you do this, the, the steps and all that, whatever you guys do. And everybody knows what that is. Breathalyzer or you, you touch your nose or whatever that they can tell if you're alcohol prepared. Is there a similar uh, uh, instrument for marijuana, the detection of marijuana in your body? Or how do they tell? Or, or they don't tell because they're you've identified the number one pro- the number one problem for law enforcement is making that determination currently there is no uh national test there's no breathalyzer for cannabis the only real way to make a determination is to take someone to a hospital yeah which of course you need probable cause to do that yeah so an officer on the street makes a uh, stop feels that the person's impaired you can do the field sobriety test which is an indicator of impairment and that but that's the only real way uh that's the only tool an officer determine whether or not the person's in there. Is there any statistics on, uh, can you tell overall traffic fatalities or arrests are up after legalization compared to before with that, or is uh, that just too nebulous? Crashes. What's that? You know, I can't tell you the fatal crashes are up. Uh, prior to legalization, we averaged about a thousand fatal crashes per year. Uh, in 2020, for example, 2019, we had 938. Um, however, in 2020, when marijuana became legal recreationally, it went up to 1,155. Okay. Yeah. So can I tell you definitively that that's linked? No. We don't I, have enough data to make that. I, I, understand, I understand. And we're not trying to say but that, are, but it is, it, 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 is, it is something to look at, but we can't make a cause and effect. Can you talk about crime? Um, there is a lot of, uh, obviously, everybody knows about the shootings and, and uh, the murders that have been up and the gun violence. Is there any sense that the legalization of marijuana has led to that increase in crime, or is that just too uh, nebulous at this point in time to detect? 
Well, our seizures are up. That's for sure. Seizures our our are... Chicago Height Initiative seizures are almost double since last year for cannabis. For cannabis. So you yes, cannot... for marijuana. So, so... Our seizures are up. So criminal cartels are... Uh, we call them drug trafficking organizations. They're definitely still heavily, heavily involved. Uh, the profit margin for marijuana is substantial. Um, it's still a major problem. We survey, we do, we conduct an, a, an annual survey, threat assessment. We look, talk, speak to all the surrounding, the chiefs of police, the federal agencies, law enforcement throughout our area of responsibility. I mean, 330 uh, uh, surveys went out last year. And many, many, many uh, of the survey respondents stated that marijuana still contributed heavily to crime. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's a great source of revenue for the gangs. For it, street gangs in Chicago specifically, it's a it's a great. I mean, if you can sell it, if you get caught, it's there's no real uh, uh, punitive element. And and we we know from living here, there's a gang problem in Chicago. Let's leave it at that. I mean, we can all argue about whether it's growing, shrinking, et cetera, but there there's a substantial problem here. Um, and and I just I just when I hear these stories all the time, I'm thinking, you know. What impact is legalization having on this? And I, and I think what you're saying is our, our data is, our, we're too close to it yet. We don't have enough longitudinal data, but it'd be interesting to see how, you know, in, in the outgoing years, if we can actually prove some of this stuff and, and bring it forth to policymakers and for a potential uh, to address the, these, these, these problems. What, what other, uh, so uh, what other highlights to the report do you think is worth uh, people knowing about? Uh, marijuana usage is obviously, it's increasing, where the message that we're sending out to our young people, to our citizens, that marijuana is a medicine, um, taking away that stigma of, of using marijuana. So I believe, I strongly believe that marijuana usage will increase um, uh, across all demographics, across all age groups. I kept saying that when this was going on. If you legalize it, you'll get more of it. You get more of it. You have, look, let's, uh, I think long, there is scientific evidence to suggest that prolonged use of marijuana, it does uh, decrease people's productivity, not with everybody, but, but if when you're doing longitudinal studies, it's overall not a net positive to society. So you're arguing, why do this? But you know, uh, I, I understand uh, there was a lot of energy behind this, and uh, and and unfortunately, uh, it did get did it get approved. But but my frustration, I think, a lot of people is that it, as I said at the outset, it just seems to have gone away, and and nobody's talking about some of the societal impacts of this. And I do think they're there. Any other findings that 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 we should get out in the open here before we wrap this up? Well, one of the other claims of it was that. Uh marijuana legalization of marijuana would positively impact the overdoses which is a opioid overdoses is a right right ongoing huge problem in illinois throughout the country and the claim was that by legalizing marijuana uh the opioid usage will go down so someone instead of uh, using an opioid they would turn to legalized cannabis and that is not yet proved to be true opioid usage and overdoses are up dramatically or are up significantly anyway and they're still not going problem I mean, marijuana is a depressant. Right, right. Is is your, uh, it, it, do you think then, it, it, it might be too early to tell, it, it, will this be a long-term longitudinal study? Do you think you'll be doing these periodically throughout throughout time, or is is this? Yeah, a, I'll be doing a second one. Uh, I'll be revisiting it every year. Good, good. I think it's, a, it's an important issue to address, I, to um, analyze. 
Yeah, I agree. See what the long-term effects are. Yeah, I agree, and I've been watching for this. I'm glad you guys did it, and and we'll do our part to see if we can get it out and and just to keep this uh, people at least talking about it and make it aware of it. So uh, we'll be watching your work uh, in the future. And uh, thanks, Jim. Thanks for taking some time this morning to be on. Uh, very informative, and uh, like I said, uh, God bless your work, and and let's keep uh, let's keep talking about the impacts here. Great. Thanks. Thanks for Jim. Thanks me so on. much. Great. Take, thank you for yeah, coming thank on. You. Yeah. Um, Jim O'Grady, everybody, from uh, Chicago High to talk about the legalization of marijuana. Um, This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Uh, Don't go away. We're going to come back with Molly uh, Molly Runley, and she'll be talking a little bit about some of the uh, issues in Springfield um, on the pro-life agenda. Uh, Don't go away. We'll be right back.